Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we've got... Sadex speedrunner, Sonic Adventure speedrunner, clone hero player, and also a drummer in a band. We got Venom, spelt Ven XM. Not to be confused with the Spider-Man hero, vil- anti-hero <laughs> villain, depending <laughs> on the universe. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Also, How are you doing? <laughs> correction. Bassist for a band, but Basis. I stream drums too. Oh, yes. okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. I- well, it's all hey, good. Hey, all good. Oh, good. Oh, hey, I know people who play bass, so <laughs> well, welcome I know to a that guy. list. I, I know, I know a guy. He's we, he's been on the podcast. Shout outs to Beefcake Jake. Shout out Beefcake Jake. <laughs> 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 all right. Hey, with that, we're gonna actually uh, because you're brand new here. We're gonna jump into interrogations, uh, where we ask you for your favorite video game, video game character, and video game soundtrack. For right now, I'd say my current favorite game has to be Lost Ark. Like, I'm sinking way too much of my time into Lost Ark recently. It's just beautiful. And I've heard a lot of really good things about that game. I also yeah, heard that, have like, you? it's been in development for like 11 years or something around those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge in South Korea. Have you I, played I uh, like Diablo? I've never played. So I don't. I, I've gotten into one MMO in my entire life. And it was the hybrid MMO Destiny 2. Like uh, I played that on end. Like before, before it like had the major updates where it was more of just like a looter shooter before a real MMO. Yeah, but that's really all I've done. I, I don't touch them. I stay away from them like the plague. I see. I, that's I, that's I, a good plan. It's a time. <laughs> it's a time investment. It is literally a full time job. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get into the end game content. Yeah. But, um, that. Let's see. I'd say my favorite game of all time, though, has to be the Rock Band series, like Rock Band ones through three. Like that's basically like what got me into like clone hero streaming i've just been in love with rhythm games like for my entire life i'd say since i was like five or six around dang i did a good rhythm game here and there as well yeah very good genre i haven't touched the hero games in forever Mm. i would say my favorite character has to be big the cat like heck yeah (laughs) i just (laughs) I am Big the Cat. Like Froggy. he, he is my spirit animal. <laughs> Every, oh. Mad love for Big the Cat. Everybody loves this big purple blob of a cat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and OST. That's actually a really hard one. Uh, I can't. I can't say two Sonic games as my answer because obviously I would just say Sadex. But um. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jet Set Radio. Okay. Jet Set Radio soundtrack is just phenomenal. There's not a bad song on there. <laughs> it's it's good. It's really good. I, I think I said last week, because Big Mikey, he's also said Jet Set Radio for 
really? soundtrack. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I said I would listen to it, and I still haven't. But then again, oh. I, this this week has kind of been my uh, my off week for my real job because I've been waking up at three a.m. for it oh, because early mornings and stuff uh, in the world of radio. If if you know, you know. And I I, I legit get home. I do other things because I'm like, okay, I just need to like relax and stuff. And I just turn my brain off and just forget everything else that might have happened. And then forgot. I, I will listen to it soon. And when I do, uh, the podcast will be the first to know. Hell yeah. Hell Actually, yeah. weird question. So yes. When you wake up at three in the morning and do um, your narration jobs and stuff, do you actually find it better? Like, does your voice come out more like crisp or anything in the morning compared to if you're doing it at night or in the afternoon? I for me, I do find that if I if I am doing like uh, now my job specifically, I don't do any on air stuff, but I did experience this back at school as well when I would wake up super early for mornings on the school station, and I would say yes. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just you're, you're starting to wake up and your alertness is up there. Or if it's just the caffeine kicking in as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I kind of figured. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's very cool. And also, like, we learn, you learn how to talk good as well in radio school. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I need to go to radio school. I talk so bad. <laughs> English out the window. English gone. Words. Sometimes. <laughs> Words are hard. Like, hey, words are hard, and that is my favorite emote from Mac Ryan Mac. Um, <laughs> moving on to our headline of the week this week: Big Nintendo news just dropped. Uh, an end of an era will be coming next year as the Wii U and 3DS eShop will be shutting down late March 2023. Now, granted, we still have a year. You still have a year to, if you have a Wii U or a 3DS, to get some of those digital titles, virtual consoles on your hardware. Uh, but to help ce celebrate the memory of it, um, there's a, a new... Nintendo's like, hey, there's this little interactive like leaderboard that we put out for uh, the games that you specifically played. Uh, it's like your top three and some other... And then like other categories and tabs that you could like find through and you could post it on your socials. So that was really cool. It was both the Wii U and the 3DS. And also, Pokemon Bank specifically for the 3DS uh, will become free and no longer require a subscription uh, to transfer all your Pokemon from your old games. I believe it's uh, Sun and Moon backwards. Uh, you get them into bank to get them into home. It's a, it's a process and a half, to say the least. Did you ever play the Wii U or the 3DS? Um... I played it at my friend's house like a couple times, but I never owned an actual Wii U. I did have a 3DS at one point, but this was like forever ago, back when the 3DS first came out. Mm. I'm really dating myself here, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was playing, um, shit, what was it? Pokemon Pearl, the original Pokemon Pearl. Okay. I believe it was, yeah. But yeah, I, I, that was the nice thing about the 3DS is that it kept backwards compatibility for the DS titles was definitely nice. Uh, so you could still play Pearl, Platinum, Diamond, all those old games on the 3DS just without the 3D part. 
because they they didn't they didn't get that part figured out. What? They, they, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it was designed for the new hardware. They're like, yeah, we're not gonna make DS games 3D. Why why would we do that? <laughs> Come on, that's what sold it. It's what sold it, and then they made the 2DS, <laughs> and that sold really well. As, as sold really good as well. Oh, true, true. I completely forgot about the 2DS. To be yeah, and then I think it was like the new 2DS XL was like the like best system to get because the 3D was like why would you, the 3D was like hardly used and it hurt a lot of people's eyes. Huh. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> but very fun Nintendo facts for you. Um, and that was the headline of the week. It's now time to look back and see what else happened this week in the world of video games. Uh, this is the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is the week in review. Uh, as for game releases, King of Fighters 15 dropped last week. Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires dropped. And of course, on Friday, the 18th, a big game that a lot of PlayStation fans have been waiting for. Horizon Forbidden West is finally out and playable right now. Big Pog. Big Pog indeed. People are excited for this. People have been waiting for it uh, to see where Aloy's journey takes her next uh, in America. But uncivilized and overgrown and there are robot dinosaurs. Yo, robot dinosaurs? Robot Shit, I dinosaurs. Might... I need to look more into this game. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a PlayStation exclusive. It's now on PS, PC as well. Ooh. Yes. Um, so those are the some of the games that came out this past week. In the world of video game news, a uh, follow-up to a story we reported on last week about Russia. And, and no, not about uh, what is probably the imminent invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Russia will be getting the Sims 4 Wedding Pack DLC, but it will be delayed. Uh, the DLC was originally not going to be it, released in Russia at all because of their anti-gay homophobic laws that they have. But it's going to be coming out now, so in The Sims, you can now be gay in Russia. Yo, let's go. Let's go with what we like to see in some Halo news. A group of Halo Infinite players uh, found some unused stuff in the game, uh, were able to get into it, and they posted a 50-minute video of what looks to be a prototype of Forge Mode. As we know, the, the only two things in Halo Infinite that are not currently in the game are Co-op and Forge Mode. That's actually one of the things that uh, deterred me from getting Halo Infinite actually because back when i used to play halo 3 all the time i basically lived in the forge menu like i was that dude that was making uh like those um those tracks those custom made tracks for yes. halo 3 yeah i just loved that aspect of the game you see i didn't grow up with halo i grew up with reach uh oh yeah but reach's forge mode was still 10 out of 10 one of the best forge modes there is Mm -hmm. and it's it, it's great i just i you could just spend hours building we cool stuff wacky shit it, it's it's great and i love it so much and i'm really excited to see if and when i feel like it's more of a when than an if uh infinite forage mode comes out co-op i feel like is gonna be the next thing that drops though for that game 
Because mm, I feel like sure. that makes the most sense of what comes next. Yeah, I agree. In Game Studio News, Witcher 3 director Conrad Tomaskiewicz. Let's go with that. Uh, he's the, uh, and uh, other CD Projekt Red developers have formed a new game studio called Rebel Wolves. Uh, Conrad resigned from CD Projekt Red after the workplace bullying scandal that the studio went through when in development of uh, Cyberpunk 2077. He was found not guilty, but he still left the studio. Uh, they're currently working on an untitled AAA dark fantasy RPG. Ooh. Look forward to that. We don't know any details other than it's a dark fantasy RPG, and I doubt we'll see anything for a good year or so, if not more. Because it is also a smaller team working on this. Uh, and speaking of Cyberpunk, uh, they had a new update in the with the 1.5 patch, uh, which changed everything from AI behavior to new world elements, driving updates, rebalance skills, more apartments to rent, better nail polish, and a whole bunch of other things. Better nail polish, it just drew me in right there. I need to get back <laughs> in the game. Yes, that is the selling point. Halo, the Paramount Plus series, has uh, confirmed that it will be getting a second season despite not having premiered yet. In other premiere thing, oh, things that have been announced without premiering yet, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, the movie, has also been announced and confirmed as well as a logo being shown uh, despite the he Sonic the Hedgehog movie 2 uh, not coming out yet. Also, Knuckles is getting a series on Paramount Plus as well. Vo still voiced by Idris Elba. Yo? Wait, I didn't hear about the Knuckles thing. Yeah, that also got announced. They're making a whole Sonic universe, basically, on Paramount Plus. And Netflix have announced plans to make a Bioshock movie. That's, in the w and that's everything in the world of video game movies currently. In Wordle news... The whole Wordle craze has spawned a Battle Royale game out of it, surprisingly enough. Squabble! Which is, <laughs> uh, you go head-to-head -head against, I think it's 30 to 40 other players, or 50. And you just Wordle it up, and the last one standing wins. Whoever gets their Wordle, all the Wordles right wins. I still need someone to explain to me what Wordle is. Like, I, I've seen the memes everywhere, and I still don't. Understand. So uh, you know those word games where it's like you're given a you're given five you're given six chances to guess a five letter word. Yeah. If you the letter's in the right spot, it's green. If it's in the word but not in the right spot, it's yellow. And if it's not in the word, it's grayed out. And you're you have six chances to guess the word. That's all Wordle is. Oh, okay. Yeah, but people <laughs> are hooked on it. New York Times bought it for a lot of money, and also. It helped an 80-year-old grandma uh, who was held up in a hostage situation. <laughs> yes, uh, so 80-year-old uh, Denise Holt, uh, she would send Wordle results to her daughter daily since the game came out. And when she didn't send it to her this one day, uh, it set off a red flag to her daughter. Or It was like a good like 12 hours or 17 hours at that point. The daughter was kind of worried. Uh, she alerted police, and uh, turns out Denise Holt was being held captive in her home for 17 hours by somebody drugged up, mentally unstable, and whatnot. And the police got in, saved her, and have the perp in custody. 
Oh my god. Let's go, so, Wordle. Wordle kind of... I think it's very unintentional, but Wordle saved an old lady's life. <laughs> Best game of 2022 right there. Best game or would of it 2022. Be 2021? Yeah. I don't even know when it came out. Shit. I think it came out last year, but like it's been really starting to like pick up recently. Yeah. Um, back in Horizon Forbidden West news, that's getting the Horizon series is getting Lego. Uh, its first set will be the Tall Neck, the giant robotic giraffe, which are also used in the games as uh, basically like uh, lookout points, like in Assassin's Creed, where if you get on top of it, you sink your map, and you unlock that area of the map to view. I looked this up actually, and I've never been more excited over a Lego set since I was a kid. Like, it looks <laughs> really dope. Like Lego's mm -hmm. been taking some risks, and honestly, I they're paying off. Like mm. these are dope sets that are going to be coming out, for sure. Uh, in your weekly Fortnite news, Nathan Drake. I, I mean, well, I here's what I will say. I think Fortnite has become the biggest, most ambitious crossover event in history, but I still don't like it. Yep. Thank God I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the <laughs> only one with this take here. <laughs> yes. Like um, I have my three nephews that are they all they play is fortnite <laughs> like it's literally just that stereotype of the kids in the room just going we love fortnite we love fortnite <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I, I, I i used yeah. to play fortnite like back in when it first came out like season one through two back when no one knew what they were doing when, when it was like <laughs> When it like had just become the battle royale from the zombie survival shooter game. Yeah, exactly. And then once kids like started picking up like building and everything turned into like Minecraft simulator, it's like once Ninja came along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Steam news, the Steam Deck now has around three hundred verified games for the for the console PC. Mobile Final Fantasy. I'm sorry, I just had to get that out there. Mobile Final Fantasy. Which one, though? Which one? I didn't see if they had nine on there, but I know eight's on there. And eight was, like, my favorite as a kid. Uh, another game included, which was originally projected to not going to be on it because of limitations and stuff, but they figured it out. Persona 4 Golden will be on the Steam Deck. So that's kind of hype. In eSport news, professional Tekken player uh, Tanukana has been fired from her team after tweeting, quote, men who are under 170 centimeters don't have human rights, end quote. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> she has apologized since in another tweet. Uh, however, Cyclops Athletes Gaming has terminated her contract. See, the question here, though, is like, is this person's profile like known to be sh uh, shit post profile or no. did she outright be like, you I, do not I have human I, rights? See, I don't know. I, I don't know what most of her posts were, because if you go look at her Twitter, I mean, everything's in Korean. So oh, I, yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I can't read Korean. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to tell you. But you are also. I know that esports are like a lot bigger. I mean, they're not, it's not that they're big in the U.S. 
in North America. But like South Korea esports are like a whole nother league. Oh yeah, no, it's like the biggest thing in South Korea. Yeah, is esports. So having a player tweet that is like, is that, I feel like that's a big no no. Yeah, especially with a platform like that, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. In acquirement news, French publisher Nacon announced it will be acquiring Daedalic Entertainment, uh, developers of the Deponia series and also developers of the upcoming Lord of the Rings Gollum game, for sixty million dollars. Uh, I believe the actual that's that's the tra- uh, currency conversion. It's about fifty three million euro uh, is what the actual acquirement is. Still crazy. Lastly, Capcom has put a countdown timer on their official site. Nobody knows what it means. Uh, and currently, uh, as of recording, if you go to Cap- Capcom Games Countdown, uh, a little countdown comes up, and it's currently at, at time of recording this, two days, five hours. So I'm sure next week we'll be talking about what actually gets revealed on that timer. I really hope it has something to do with like either Dead Rising or it's probably not going to be, but like a new Mega Man. People people have speculated a lot of things. I've heard speculation of a Street Fighter Six. I've heard speculations of the next like Capcom esports event. Uh, Dead Rising makes sense because we haven't heard anything from Dead Rising Two in forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it could. Mega Man would be nice, but I feel like they wouldn't go with like a timer this grand for Mega Man. Yeah, that, exactly. That's that's why I feel like it's not. But like, you know, what if? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with Mega Man, I feel like they would post a quirky tweet and be like, hmm. you know what? This image is zoomed a super zoomed in image. Is and then it's like <laughs> the next day they reveal it's like the poster for Mega Man twelve. It would be twelve, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think so. That's everything in the major news. Looking at the TCG news in Pokemon, Brilliant Stars, the next TCB, TCG pack, comes out next Friday, or this upcoming Friday, if you're listening to this on the Monday or this week. Uh, the 25th of February, Brilliant Stars V-Star cards will be coming out. The feature Pokemon on the packs is, of course, Arceus. Pokemon Go will be getting a TCG set released sometime in the summer. And if you're already waiting on what's coming after Brilliant Stars, Astral Radiance has been announced with a release date of May 27th. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the Exes Festival in Master Duel is currently underway. Uh, fun story about that. People were building decks that would kill themselves in like a turn because it was faster. If you lost, you because originally when they started the event, you get 100 points for winning and 50 points for losing. So people would just spam this to get rapid duels of them losing. Let's just get that up and get all those points. Uh, and <laughs> Konami found, realized this and they're like, hey, we uh, if you win a duel now, you can get 500 points now. And if you lose, you still get 50. So now they've incentivized winning, making it uh, meaning you'll run into less people who are running that FTK deck. <laughs> so funny. Konami realizing for future events, that's probably what they're going to do. Um, as for the TCG itself, Tactical Masters drops June 8th and the Elemental Hero accessories on August 5th. And also there's a new speed duel based off of the heroes. 
Uh, that's new Speed Duel set that comes out I very soon. And lastly, Magic the Gathering news. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, that expansion is now out everywhere. And Secret Lair Cross Street Fighter, that is currently in pre-order until the 18th of March. This, These are uh, exclusive cards that you can only get from the Secret Lair site. Uh, that are Magic the Gathering cards that include Street Fighter characters like Chun-Li, Ryu, and others in the like. That's sick. Uh, it's, they're, it's, they're doing like a bunch of like Secret Lair stuff. I can't remember what else. I believe Lord of the Rings is one of them that they're doing stuff with soon. Uh, but they're doing like a lot of stuff. And uh, look forward to those in the world of board game news. We actually have some, some news. First, Funko announced... That they were, they're, they're, they made a goofy movie board game. It's coming out spring, and it's twenty four bucks. Wonder how it's gonna play like. It's you go on a road trip, with and you go to the concert like the movie. I love that. When I first saw the goofy movie, I literally cried. It's a. It's, 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 I need to rewatch it. I, I know it's on Disney Plus and all that stuff, so I need to rewatch. It's that. beautiful. He just wants to be there for his son, man. He he does. He, he's trying to be a good dad. <laughs> and uh, in some D&D news, Critical Role has a new campaign book coming out uh, titled Critical Role Call of the Netherdeep. It's going to be co-designed by Matt Mercer and releases March 15th. So if you like D&D, You'll have a new campaign book to save up for. I know my boy Sean Marks, who's out on the podcast, is de- probably looking forward to that. Good to see Matt Mercer still kicking around. Dude, after like, the whole Overwatch thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> legit, like D&D is his big thing. Like uh, what, Legends of Vox Machina, I think is what their animated series is called. That's going yeah. really well. They're in the new season of Critical Role itself. It's, it's doing good. Um, and that's your week in review. Taking a look at what's coming out next, the week ahead, here's what should be on your radar for February 21st to 25th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Uh, no game releases on the Monday, which is what we're seeing a lot of. A lot of games do not come out on the Monday anymore, but on Tuesday... The first big game of the week. I think it is the... Oh, yeah. No, first big game of the week. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. That comes out wherever you can play Destiny 2. I know that our Destiny Insider Jackson is going to be enthralled with that game on release. And uh, we'll definitely have him on in the future to talk about The Witch Queen. Monarch comes to the PS4, PS5, and PC. Soul Cresta comes to the PS4 Switch and PC. Tiny Combat Arena comes to the PC. On Wednesday, Edge of Eternity comes to the Switch. On Thursday, Never Alone Arctic Collection comes to the Switch. And Martha is Dead, a game that saw some controversy uh, especially on the PlayStation consoles where they were going to censor it. Uh, that comes out on everything but the Switch. And lastly, on Friday, Atelier Sophie 2, The Alchemist of the Myster- Mysterious Dream comes to the PS4, Switch, and PC. Grid Legends comes to everything except the Switch. And the big release of the week, Elden Ring, comes to everything but the Switch. And that is what should be on your radar. Elden Ring is finally here, the next, essentially, installment of the Souls franchise. And it's looking good. People are excited. And it's also 
the most recent piece of work that George R. R. Martin finished. I still need to get into looking through all those uh, different Souls-like type games because I played Sekiro. Okay. And I really liked Sekiro, but I haven't played much of the Souls games. <laughs> yeah, I haven't touched any of them. It's not, and it's mostly because of like the di- the difficulty scares me a little bit, but also I'm just not really into like the dark themes. I mean, they're cool dark themes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't appeal to me specifically. Thank you. Finally, because <laughs> every time I say that to other people, they're just like, oh, the game's too hard for you. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, like, it's like, I feel like, oh, look, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's a game of like, learn the patterns and you get good. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those types roll of games. Roll a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, just roll. But it's also like dark fantasy games like those I never got into. Mm. Like, I, I like my pop. I play Pokemon. I spent 65 hours 100%ing <laughs> Legends Arceus. Exactly. Uh, now, granted, that's like maybe the far, the far farthest from Elden Ring I can get for like themes <laughs> and theme wise, but yeah, you know, like it's it's just what I play, and I I play a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, so, that's yeah. why exactly why I chose Sekiro first because I liked that theme. I don't like the Souls theme. <laughs> definitely um but that's what should be on your radar and now it's time for us to jump into our main focus of this week's episode here's what we're discussing this week in the game lounge covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests here's what's going down this week in the game lounge to kick things off uh we're talking about some sonic adventure dx speed runs of it and how you could get into it. So Venom, how did you, what got you into speed running? Let's, let's start there. Oh man. So I think what got me into speed running was I used to watch AGDQ religiously, like back around 2013, 2014. And I remember watching the Sonic Adventure run because Sonic Adventure was like my all-time favorite game as a child and it was also the first game that i got into i'm trying to remember his name off the top of my head i marchy fighter paladin yeah that's a name i like that name that's a that's a name (laughs) (laughs) he was like i'm pretty sure the first sonic adventure speedrunner running sonic story and then I was like, oh, my God, all these skips are so sick. Like, you could just walk through that wall. <laughs> this game is broken. Yeah. Shit. Wait, you don't you don't need to care about walls. But um, come you don't like, have to snowboard down ice cap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come 2016. Um, I really wanted to run tail story. I'm not sure why my reasoning exactly was but like i just really liked the movement of tails just being able to fly really fast everywhere i remember this was before i even knew what src was the speed run like main website you go to post your scores or whatever so i ran it on my xbox 360 not even an original console or anything it was literally the port and i'm pretty sure back then i got the world record without even knowing it because it was around 23 minutes and i i was just happy i completed one run (laughs) let's go then after that um 
I started trying to look for people on Twitch and this one name came up back then, the Alpha Dolphin. And I followed him all throughout trying to learn how to like get my foot in the door into speedrunning. And it took four no, five years later, 2021, for me to actually get my foot in the door and actually start running the game and uploading runs and stuff. Oh wow. So you're extremely like I didn't realize you were this like new to that. Oh yeah. I'm not even a year in yet. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. And I thought I was like like the rookie compared to like everybody else here with me only starting like the podcast back in 2020. Oh yeah, no. It it surprises everyone cuz everyone thinks I've been like this OG for a while, but no. I Damn. I came okay. into the Discord in March of last year. Wow. And where do you currently sit on the leaderboards for the categories that you do run in Sadex? Um, so I run every category. I, my main category is all stories, but I'd say for like my top three, I'd say um, I'm top five in tail story, uh, top seven, I believe in big story, and I'm top eight in all story. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. What are your like end goals for like the, your main categories? Like where do you want to be? So it's hard with a game like Sadex because in order to break into like world record or let alone top three category, you need to play as if you're like a task bot. Like you need to have your angles perfect in every single segment of the run. So I think for tails, I think the highest I personally would be able to go is maybe top three. Wow. All stories I want to get up there as well in like the top five, preferably top three, because I know there's a lot more mistakes that can happen, obviously, because you're going through all the stories. But uh, yeah, those are my main goals, at least for Sadix right now. I just want to generate more exposure for the game in that sense. I want to bring this game up to where SA2 was. Yeah. You said that like to kind of get like top times for these games, you need a lot of like essentially task strategies. Can you elaborate a bit more on that? For example, with Tales Story, Ice Cap is like your main make or break for how the run's going to go because there are two clips in that level where you have to hit into the wall perfectly or else like once you bounce off the wall and not clip through you lose like over 20 to 30 seconds right there so yeah it's a really gruesome category to run you have to be really sadistic to go for (laughs) top times in it but that's me (laughs) but yeah basically you have to get a um a low 115 or 116 time for ice cap and just for reference my average for ice cap is 120 oh wow so it's literally within those seconds that make up the time wow yeah that's kind of crazy is ice cap really the big stage for tails runs that make or break or is there like any oh yeah i mean there are some other things too but um i'm trying to think of exactly because egg hornet is a hurdle for most beginner runners because getting one cycle 
on that boss is extremely difficult. Like, I won't lie, I still mess it up all the time. But it's not like you'll save a huge amount of time if you do it perfectly. You know what I mean? So, like, if you mess up one cycle and get a two cycle, then you're losing 20 seconds. But, like, if you keep Egg Hornet down on the ground for a while when you hit one cycle, then you're only losing, like, maybe a second or two. So, it really comes down to Ice Cap and, like, getting those perfect angles when you're on that snowboard because that's when you have the least amount of uh, mobility you know you have to go in a straight line you have to take the right angles damn it's 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 funny uh that you say that because it's sonic's ice cap it's you, you don't even use the, the snowboard exactly yeah <laughs> that's uh, tails has, that uh thinking about this tails has another snowboarding level in oh god i was it called sand something yeah sand hill Sand it's hill. not as gruesome because there's c- currently no clips for that. You just try to take the right angles, and most of the time you're you're right within like two to three seconds. Okay, yeah, two to three seconds. Yeah, okay, that's not too too bad. That's definitely not that super crazy. What do you like about the tails movement the most? So I like being able to fly everywhere because, um. In levels like Windy Valley, the first stage that you do, you could literally just skip the entire level just by flying off over the edge and just like kind of sandwiching yourself in between kill planes. <laughs> I <laughs> I actually have a visual representation of that because um me and uh, Snapkick actually are working on a Tails tutorial. And in that, I actually have a run of Windy Valley with kill planes on just to see um, or just to show new runners like what you're visually trying to avoid. Because I haven't seen anything recently of like a really, really concise Tails tutorial. I've seen a lot for Sonic, but the other stories just need some love too. (laughs) I think that is definitely like a big issue. I find that with like a lot of Sonic games, like even SA2, uh, like the tutorials currently right now, there's not a lot. Like you mm-hmm. got to really dig to find stuff. Uh, oh, and yeah. Like thankfully, like there is stuff being worked on for SA2. And, th- and thankfully, it's being worked, the work is being done for like all stories so you can learn everything. Uh, now we just need something like that for sadx so that way the other characters could get the love that they deserve because gamma's even worse with that because for tales at least there's one tutorial video out there but with gamma there's literally nothing and gamma has uh he's the only character in sadx that has a glitched route so you're playing oh yeah right because you go to yeah yeah yeah, because of Zeta. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, Gamma's Gamma has a lot of crazy stuff, and I'm surprised there isn't a tutorial with that because Gamma has a lot of like the hardest mechanics I'd say in the game, or some of the hardest skips as well. Yeah, he definitely seems the most technical out of all the characters. Hmm. Uh, thoughts on Big? I'm biased because I love Big, <laughs> but uh. 
A lot of people don't like the speedrun because there isn't any flashy movement or any flashy skips with it. Um, the most like glitch intensive thing about Big is there's a thing called uh, instant catch glitch that if you um, lock your cameras at the exact frame Froggy bites on your bait, he'll immediately like come to you, which saves a ridiculous amount of time. But it's also a frame perfect trick. So <laughs> a lot of people only do it in Twinkle Park and then just go off and play all the other levels normally. I think the only person who was crazy enough to go for three insta catch glitches, I believe, or four, was um uh, I think I'm gonna butcher his name. It's like Praha. Praha okay. or something. Yeah. Very old runner, but he is still currently the only one that's like gone three instant catch glitches in a row. Wow. The rest is just optimizing hub movement, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that definitely makes sense for Big of just getting around fast because he's he's the slowest of all the characters out there. He's, he doesn't get much uh, much going for him other than that. Like, oh my god, he moves like 0.25 seconds faster if you're walking on the walls of the tunnel. It's just like that minute detail type thing that people that run big are in love with. But like, obviously, <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to ask, going back to Tails for a brief second, Sky Chase. Mm-hmm. Last week on the podcast, Big Mikey brought up that you do something during Sky Chase. <laughs> did he really? You did. Uh, yeah. So the main reason why people don't like running tails is because once you hit Sky Chase, right after that like minute and a half uh, cutscene, we like to call it because you literally don't have to do anything for it. Yes. Uh, you go into Sand Hill, which is like 40 seconds of barely anything. And then you go right into another Sky Chase, which is like two minutes. So it's a good, a good like four or five minutes of essentially just like auto scrollers. You're just watching the screen. What I like to do on my stream for that downtime is I use words on stream. So kind of like the Wordle, uh, <laughs> Wordle discussion we did earlier, I just play a game with chat <laughs> where <laughs> we just do a uh, Scrabble, basically. And then, yeah. Sometimes well, we manage to get two games in. Unlucky enough for Sky Chase 2. Uh, it doesn't allow two games, but we try to fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that, and that's because at the you actually have to make like a single input at the very end of Sky Chase Act Two. Exactly. Yeah, you just have to keep spamming X into the boss. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's funny. I, I I find that very funny. I think I think it's great. I think it's I I, I compare that honestly to a challenge uh, Dawn did uh, with Sonic Colors of trying to speed run Hero Story from SA Two during the Colors end credits uh <laughs> because of the re the, re the remastered credits they're like 30 minutes long so oh my god oh i remember seeing that actually that just clicked yep oh um, it's beautiful he wasn't able to do it but he also uh missed ce skip and right 
restart it and try to get it. Uh, but yeah, it was I, it was funny. It's, it was I close. Think, <laughs> I, I th- yeah, it was close. It was close. But yeah, that it's it's funny seeing stuff like that. It's definitely like great to see things like that. Oh, I'm not sure if you saw um, the Sonic Adventure. Mar- I think it was the Sonic Story Tournament that was streamed. I forgot what the channel name was exactly, but there were some runners because Sonic the, has the a hero, sky story, chase the as hero well. story tournament last year or the dark story tournament. Uh, this was actually a Sadex tournament. I oh, I don't was... think I saw. Oh, wait, I know that it happened. Yes, I yeah. did. I was not able to catch any of that. Yeah. So since uh, Sonic has sky chases as well, there were actually some runners that were trying to do that same thing Don did and speed run other games while the sky chase was happening. That's it, funny. It offered some very good entertainment. It's. I think it's hilarious. I. I think it's so funny. A general speedrunning question here for you: Have you had a desire to run any other games besides uh, Sadex at all? Absolutely, yeah. So actually, within the last, I want to say three months now, I've been picking up Sonic Heroes, and I've oh. been running Team Rose on there. Rose think, LTS or just regular Rose? Uh, Rose LTS, because uh, I still don't understand Bop Boost yet. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. There's like a lot of them. Like, honestly, when I first saw like a normal Sonic Heroes run and saw Bop Boost basically every level, I was like, man, this this game really doesn't seem fun anymore. And then I saw they <laughs> introduce LTS categories and I'm like, ooh, there's actually fun movement. It's yeah. kind of like Sadix. And then I started playing it. It's nothing like Sadix, but it's still fun. <laughs> I, it's a different pace from Sadix, I'd say. Like, you have to have a completely different feel for running it. It definitely is like, like each of, like, I would say the adventure era games, which I classify as SA1, 2, and Heroes, they all feel very different. Like with some slight similarities between SA one and SA two, but Heroes is like so different to me. It feels slidier compared to the other two. Yeah, what would you say about uh, Sonic 06? Because a lot of people would pre- replace that hero slot with 06. I-, I know that they do, and I know that they also people also consider putting. Sh- uh, I know that there's like a marathon coming up. Uh, that's like the all the adventure era games, which is the three I labeled Shadow and. 06 Mm -hmm. and you know what i i I classify 06 as more of like i say modern sonic but when i say modern sonic i'm i most likely refer to i'm referring to 06 unleashed colors agreed yep that's my take on it and and i i take i i I take i have that take because i played a lot of generations and that's kind of how those it's how though they uh segmented the game levels Mm -hmm. that i kind of do that and then I just say current Sonic for stuff like Forces, uh, Mania, and uh, Frontiers coming out. Yeah, totally agree. I've seen so many Twitter posts everywhere, people being like, you know, Sonic 06 low-key has the best hub compared to Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And it just you know what I will sure. say? My hottest Ugh. take is Sonic 06 has the best Sonic soundtrack. The so- the soundtrack is good. Yes, it is a. I think it is the one of the best soundtracks in the Sonic franchise, and I stand by those words. That is the, literally the only thing I can give 06 credit for, in my opinion. I 
I, I think I think it's speedrun is phenomenal. It's speedrun is mm. great. Oh yeah, because it's a perfect game for a speedrun because of how much you can break. Mm-hmm. Shout out Flub and Labrus. And Gordon Ramsay. And Gordon Ramsay. Uh, all all three sick. of those. All three of them we've had on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> uh, shout outs to all of them. Go listen to their episodes. Uh, just scroll scroll through the episode list. You'll find them. Uh, but casually, and I mean, yeah, I, I honestly, I had the most fun with Shadow Story. Because mm-hmm. I didn't die in Shadow Story. <laughs> Sonic Story, I died a lot to the high-speed sections. Wasn't fun. And Silver Story... Oh, and also Fighting Silver. Because it's no use. That <laughs> insert that, nice. I mean, wherever you want to... That, that, that fucked me so hard in Sonic Story when I played it casually. Silver was alright. I honestly don't remember much of Silver Story to of, like, controls. Well, of, like, hard parts. But Silver was just meh to me i'm surprised you actually made it to sections where you could die in after all those loading screens holy shit oh That's yeah why i mainly yeah. hate the game i had patience <laughs> I, I had the patience i'm like i will finish this game so i can say i've played every mainline sonic game that's 3d because I, I i don't know and i don't know what it is but i 2d sonic i don't like the 2d sonic games yeah mm-hmm but Same I didn't here. grow up with them. Like my experience with the 2D Sonic games were Sonic Mega Collection and Sonic Gem Collection. That's my experience with them. And I played every other. My first Sonic game was SA2 for uh, the GameCube. Oh wow! That's how it introduced me to the Blue Blur. <laughs> yep. And then you know I see Sonic X on Saturday morning cartoons, on yes. the Fox Box, on Fox Kids, soon to become Four Kids. And it's yep. just that, oh. that was that's what sold it. Nostalgia, dude. I I remember the day I got Sonic Adventure DX, it was a Walmart bargain bin. <laughs> I remember that because my parents were like, Do you have this Sonic game? And I'm like, No, I don't think I do. And we popped it in and we're like, Whoa, this is where those characters in the Sonic Adventure 2 multiplayer came from. Because <laughs> you could play as Chaos um, to call. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. SA2, the battle mode, was my whole childhood. I didn't even play most of like the main story for SA2. I just loved the battle mode. The battle mode was great. Fun fact about that, me and my brother, I think in total, had a accumulated battle record. Or like, we had played at least over, I think it was like close to like a thousand battles. Oh my god. In that multiplayer <laughs> mode. <laughs> Because you can see like the score in the back, and if you have a memory card, those stay with the numbers of just like battles oh, you play. Oh, that's right. And oh, wow. It was like six hundred to some. I had like six. Again, I'm. This is like I don't. I don't think these were exact numbers, but I think I was like maybe five, six hundred. And my brother had like a good two, three hundred. I think we played the game a lot. Needless to say. Yeah. Oh, if if only I had friends to play it with. <laughs> I was literally just <laughs> fighting against my uh, empty player two controller. My God, yeah. <laughs> when I whenever I had friends over, they brought. Uh, they had a couple of GameCube games that they brought over, and that's where I played. Uh, the game we played the most that they brought over was Billy Hatcher, the giant oh, eggs. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. 
I would love Red to Grimm. see that Sega franchise see a reboot. Yeah, that would. That was like sick. a one. That was a one and done IP. And then he had a cameo as a playable character in Sonic Riders Zero Gravity. You know, actually, speaking of all these games, I'm going to do another shout out to Broby because Broby is a Sadix player that came through recently playing. Um, he was actually one that kind of revived Sonic Adventure Dreamcast runs. Ooh! but he actually has a huge history from other games. One being Jet Set Radio world record and two being Billy Hatcher world record. Yo, let's go, Billy, dude, Bi- Billy, I, you'll have to see it. You'll love to- two other Sega properties, by the way. Exactly. That, uh, all, all we need now is somebody from Space Channel 5, Samba <laughs> de Amigo. Yep. Sega, just bring, like, do a new game. Like, I get your comp, like, use it, like, you make, but, like, do some new games with these IPs that you just have sitting around. Literally. Like, I, yes, I'm like, you, you, like, you have two huge hit franchises going on right now in which are uh, Sonic and Yakuza which are like in full gas mode put uh, Yaku- <coughs> Yakuza just putting out banger after banger after banger mm-hmm. but you need to like come like get some love to the other guys right i still need to get into yakuza to be honest like Though, i see so much about it so fun yeah that's what i hear all the time from all my friends and i just have a huge list that's just piling up of stuff to play it's just i, I understand I that as i have a list as well yeah yeah but no y- yakuza games phenomenal i played every single one in the franchise except for the japan only games Hmm. Um, which are the two samurai games and the three PSP games? Uh, oh, those yeah, are the only the ones PSP. I have not played. They have yes, they are a spinoff of the Yakuza. Um, before Judgment, like people, like if you're very new to the series, you're like, oh, Judgment is a spinoff. Yes, but there was a spinoff before that. Technically, two if you count the Ishin games, because hmm. it's not technically Yakuza. It's it's. Well, I mean, it's technically the like ancestors of the Yakuza because they use Kiryu and all the other characters as like the characters from like the old times, basically. But yeah, fun facts. I know a lot about the series because I love it so much. <laughs> uh, but back to the main topic at hand. Um, onto the bringing people in to speedrun the game. What's like? What would you say is the big selling point for Sadex speedruns, and where's a good point for people to start? So the main thing that I say for people that look into Sadex, because mainly they come in because of Sonic Story, obviously. Like every run that's been done or like uploaded to GDQ or whatever has been Sonic Story. Besides, I think one SGDQ that did Big Story, but they kind of did it as a meme. Besides that, I feel like Sadex has something for everyone. Like, if you want something with, like, really fun flying movement, but also has really fun clips, like, there's Tail Story. If you want something mechanically as mechanically challenging as Sonic, but, like, with a different feel to it, Amy's story is extremely difficult to do, but really satisfying. And there's also, like, treasure hunting with Knuckles, obviously. There's just so so many different play styles that you can do for the game and you could either do all of them or just make one your main and that's what i've seen a lot of people do recently and the discord has been 
popping off more than ever with newcomers. That's good. Uh, a thing I did want to bring up, the Steam version actually isn't the most optimal way to play the game. Yeah, good. I'm glad that you mentioned it because everyone coming in was just like, oh, yeah, I have this game on Steam. I just want to. No, no. Steam has like really unstable frame data that will just make your gameplay much more clunky. And it's preferred that... um if you're not playing it on console, if you really want to play it on PC, you should do it on the disc version, but obviously not everyone has the disc. So if you join the Discord, there's actually something in there that will help you out in playing the game, wink, wink. I can't, I can't really say much more than that, but just yes. join the Discord. Yes, there is uh, cookies. Yes, very delicious very sonic flavored cookies mm-hmm. that tasty 60 fps consistently type of cookie oh that's a good cookie <laughs> <laughs> uh what would you say the biggest hurdles for newcomers are um i'd I'd say time honestly it all just comes down to just sinking time into the game because this is the type of game where like besides Sonic story, obviously every other story can be done in like less than 15 minutes. Like every single story you need to like, know. you have to have the feel of the game solidified, like in your bones and in your muscle memory to get into it. And I think that's where people get kind of turned off by the game. Cause they just want to submit like one or two runs and just want to automatically be good at the game you know but it's it really is a type of game with how slow or not how slow but how short each of these categories are you need to put all the more time into them because they're that much more optimized uh i do got one more question that did just pop into my mind is there a category for metal sonic for metal sonic no <laughs> which i've been i've been one of the advocates saying that there should be because they've been looking into um the data of metal sonic and there's just like very slightly like i think he jumps a little higher than sonic if i remember right but like essentially metal sonic is just like sonic so they never felt a need to make a category for it but hey if enough people join in and request it enough i'm sure they would make a category out of it it with with doing metal sonic as well it's basically just going through stage select though because you can't get him through Overwatch. exactly yeah you would probably have to make only um il's or individual levels of that still be cool to see exactly yeah definitely would be dope to see that specifically uh anything else you want to add on sadex or anything from this topic that we have discussed before we move on to the second topic um i'd say in terms of like ranking the sadex stories from easiest to hardest if people want to get into sadex but don't want to like break their hands using sonic with how fast you have to mash for that um i'd really suggest either running knuckles or tails because i feel they're really beginner friendly and if you are new to the game it really 
like gives you a sense of how the game feels and the movement but yeah if you don't like the treasure hunting of knuckles then definitely give tails a shot that actually brings up one more question i have here actually compared uh on this podcast we've had a lot of people talk about the treasure hunting in sonic adventure 2 how does that compare to sad x's treasure hunting uh sa2 is by far the hardest one <laughs> like there's just way more like not only piece locations but you have like hints involved in there um in sa2 i believe i'm trying to think of how it works but the first piece is the only one that blinks so even if you see an emerald floating around and it may be a second or third piece it's not going to blink but for sadix you have the luxury that every piece blinks uh third piece third pieces there's only three locations they can be for every level so it gives you kind of a basis to go off of and yeah it's it's like just (laughs) sa2 light essentially (laughs) (laughs) okay if you're bad at sa2 treasure hunting come to sadx you'll learn (laughs) (laughs) okay dope uh okay then uh with that it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day uh talking a bit about the music industry stuff and clone hero kind of how the music industry crossed over with the games industry to you so you are a bassist in a band tell us about your band so my band hotel graffiti we've been around since 2017 i joined in 2019 and i actually joined them mainly through um college because i used to go to college in new hampshire and that's where they're based out of so i got to um meet all of them they were originally only two members it was just a vocalist and a guitarist at the time and they added me on since they needed a bassist and like since then i don't know we just kind of clicked when it comes to like the live setting or um playing live shows like same ideas in terms of merch um a lot of album design stuff like we just kind of clicked from there so we're a uh what would we categorize ourselves as kind of like early metalcore in that sense like that kind of classic 2010 style meta metalcore like attack attack type stuff and um yeah we've been trying to experiment a little bit with new stuff that we've been writing and yeah that's mainly where we're at right now covid kind of hit us hard in uh 2020 with the writing yeah so it kind of slowed us down a bit but now we're getting back up there and getting back into recording music videos and stuff so uh yeah that's really cool uh you're actually the second band we've kind of brought on to the podcast uh which is funny enough as a good friend of mine uh, cole who's been on the podcast before multiple times uh he and his band the hockey moms uh, our the hockey good moms. friends. I here. love that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think they classify. I I don't want to butcher it because I feel like I'll get a message from Cole saying actually, it's. <laughs> uh, but it's I it's a bit. I've listened. I listened to some of your guys' stuff, and I it's. For to me, it's there's a, a couple similarities that I could say in like your guys' sounds and whatnot. 
Oh, that's awesome. I should yeah. definitely check them out. So then. it's definitely very, very cool. Like, oh, okay. It's like hard, like hard, hard hitting. And yeah, sim- very similar vocals with like the, the rough screaming a bit. Oh, like, that's very awesome. similar. Very like those are like that's that's why I say like it's very similar because vocals scream. Yeah, the hockey moms you said. Hockey moms. Oh, just hockey moms. Okay. I think or the hockey. It's like don't remember if the is like in there. Um, there. If you, I, I think they're on Spotify. Hockey moms. Not, yeah, I think I see them. I'm definitely going to have to give them a listen later. Their big single is Sunrise. That's their big single currently, or their big their big hit. But yeah, uh, so you play bass. So what got you into playing the bass specifically? So I think it was going into high school. I wanted to play music, but like at the time I was a drummer. So like I took drum lessons from when I was like, I want to say 10 to like 12 or 13. And then I was like, I want to play music. But at the time I was lazy as fuck. I was like, I don't want to carry drums around and set them up everywhere I go. So I want to, (laughs) I want to play something something that I I want something portable, portable. easy. Yeah. So going into high school, I learned the bass for jazz band. And then that's where I got experience with like, upright bass using um using cellos and stuff like that so i've been god playing now for like 12 years oh my god wow yeah <laughs> that and, and drums still as well just yes wow drums Damn. have been kind of a, a revival type thing because i hadn't even touched drums until I want to say like six or seven years later when I got back into like clone hero and first started streaming on Twitch. So yeah, bass has been my main instrument and what I've known for around my local area. Okay. Uh, and speak, bringing up clone hero, that is one of your most streamed games. Yes, sir. So <laughs> let's talk about that first. For those who don't know what clone hero is, what is clone hero? So Clone Hero, obviously getting the name similar to Guitar Hero, is a replica of the Guitar Hero series that came out in 2017, I believe, with originally it started with just guitar. And then come, I want to say 2019 or 2020, it was around there that um, through high requests and stuff, they implemented a drum feature. That was similar to like the newer end guitar heroes from Guitar Hero World Tour and up that offered drum support. So um, yeah, since then, I I knew I wanted to get back into rhythm gaming because that was like my biggest passion as a kid. Like I sunk so much time into Rock Band and Guitar Hero throughout middle school and high school. So I wanted to kind of relive that. And I wanted to do it with like 
the best kid I possibly could since, you know, I've, I'm an adult and finally have money now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I yeah. managed to justify getting a uh, rolling kit for this game. And I've been in love with it ever since. I still love streaming every time I get the chance to. And that kit is specifically for Clone Hero. Um, it originally started as specifically, yeah, for the game. But after I've learned more like production stuff, I've actually managed to route it so I could track MIDI drums if I wanted to, oh. like program drums. It's really cool because I wanted that originally to have that option as sort of like a drum trainer in a way so I can oh. transition to real drums. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Like looking at it, like for those who grew up with like guitar here and played a lot, it looks like 10 times nicer than just the plastic four piece that you would get yeah. with uh, the game. Oh my God. Yeah. It, playing with those stock kits were brutal. I remember playing with one stock kit that I got when rock band originally came out and I broke the pedal within two days. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it was just such what cheap difficulty plastic. were you playing? I was playing medium at the time. That's how poorly made they were. <laughs> oh my God. I guess I I guess I didn't have enough force on them then because I played when I played when Rock Band we I got it I played drums on Rock Band as well yeah I was I, it, it kind of helped me it helped me like develop like how to understand rhythm and basic beats and that exactly. kind of stuff yeah rhythm games help so much with developing like your rhythm and sense of time and stuff and knowing what's actually happening. At least in terms of drums, because yeah. with drums, I'd say like seeing a well-made chart and playing it, it's like a 90 to 95% accuracy to what you would actually be playing on a real kit, minus like dynamics and stuff like that. But it's yeah, it's helpful as like a trainer in that sense. It really is. It definitely is. Uh, there's one thing I would, I don't know. And I, I, a question I just, out of my curiosity, rock band three introduced the keyboard. Does clone hero have keyboard support? Sadly, not right now. Um, it has like obviously guitar bass in like the five note keys, but no pro keys. And I don't think they mentioned any plans to adding it. Sadly, sad very sad it's <laughs> the one thing i thought it was cool i never got rock band 3 when it uh i just thought that it was announced and they're like keyboard and you're like <gasps> keyboard yeah yep, i know that I rock band that. 3 had in the end by lincoln park in it <laughs> yep. uh, that, that, that would have been really cool to do the it would be it would be funny uh, there is a game i think called uh i'm blanking on the name but it's something like virtual keyboard or something that it's basically like you have you can plug your keyboard in or like a midi keyboard and it's like a rhythm oh, game that okay. it just kind of teaches you how to play keyboard i don't but i haven't really looked rock into band it keyboard so yeah. i don't know about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like clone hero is one of these games that like one day it'll have like everything that you could have done in the rock band games. Cause I feel like the rock band games are going to go like, like they already are like the, the, like the, cl the classic rock band games are kind of dying off mm -hmm. a little bit. Oh, they've been uh, dead. 
Um, oh yeah, they've, <laughs> they've been, been dead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've been dead. Um, and like the next thing we're really going to see for that is well, it's not even like to compare it because Rocksmith is completely different than that. But Rocksmith getting that reboot and like an online subscription service and all that stuff. Uh, where it got that and it's already dead. I don't even know. Uh, that's <laughs> how how much we've really heard on that. Uh, but I think that Clone Hero has the potential to be the become the Super Smash Brothers ultimate of rock band games, where you if you can do everything from guitar, bass, drums, keyboard, maybe one day vocals, one day, and DJ Hero as well. Oh my God, DJ Hero is a classic. Yeah, unfortunately, from what I heard, they had like no plans of introducing vocals either it's clone they could, just they, could weird... they could get so much stonk exactly out of this they really could come on clone hero but like yeah right now i think because they're they originally brought drums in they were going to make it a separate game called strike line that's a dope name that's a dope i'm gonna say that that's a 10 out of 10 name right <laughs> i think they're still in the midst of like developing it more but I think that's their main focus aside from Clone Hero. I really hope they do branch out, like, hopefully within this decade to do you more. Know what? But if they, if they, even if they do, like, a game for each. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll be happy with that then. I'll be happy with that because it's like, you know what? People could get the whole collection, bundle it together. You could I do think, so you could do yeah. Clone Hero is and like rhythm games in general, like for Guitar Hero, Rock Band, all of that. I think what's really carrying it right now is Twitch, actually, and just like yeah, content definitely. creation. Because even with Rocksmith, like most average people that just like play video games but don't watch much Twitch, they're just like Rocksmith. Oh yeah, I played that before, like ten years ago. But like, if you, I'm actually following a couple. Of, uh rocksmith streamers that average like over 100 200 viewers consistently that like are actually making a killing like just playing rocksmith and i think it's bringing a kind of like a new viewership into the music category of twitch because like now it's not a lot of just like you know dj shows on twitch that are mainly what's taking up the top of music right yeah. now oh god i'm trying to there was a dj speaking when you brought that up it reminded me of that dj game that came out for the switch oh uh fuse fuse yeah yep <laughs> what a fever dream that was yeah i i had a feeling that wasn't gonna go far i saw uh, the huge i mean hype i think like it. i saw like stuff day one and then i think somebody rick rolled somebody and that was it <laughs> yep Literally saw every big streamer stream it that one day and then just drop off the face of the earth. Now yeah. I don't think they even have monthly DLC anymore. I think they pulled that recently. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Don't really if you're not gonna make money off of it, just just stop. Let it just if people see it, let them just Yeah. Just just a little flash in the pan. Just a little flash there, yeah. <laughs> um what are some of your favorite checks to play on Clone Hero? Oh man, it it's hard to say because no matter what I say, I feel like no one is gonna know. Mainly because like us drum streamers are such a like 
tight niche on Twitch that like, that's why I've been trying to stream to Twitch more and develop more of like a brand around clone hero drums to give it sort of that, like that oomph that it needs to kind of survive. And um, there's another streamer that's been doing that pretty well with uh, actually rock band three, surprisingly enough, wow. his name is uh birdman exe. And he's kind of like what's really carrying the whole drum community right now because he has a whole group on his Discord that like chart custom songs. He has like a at least five to seven charters that are consistently making songs for the game, which is if you remember Rock Band back in the day with like how Harmonix would release two or three songs a week, maybe yeah now you had to purchase them with we shop points (laughs) yep now you just get all that for free and you get like maybe five new songs or an entirely new album like every five days it's ridiculous pretty that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good i think that's a, a a big thing that rock band despite it like you know dying and whatnot the community for is like no we're not gonna let this die they're just gonna keep charting songs and that's exactly really cool to see still that's why i really want (laughs) rhythm games to just like not die i want to give it more of a voice i I don't think rhythms game rhythm games are gonna die i think we're gonna see a lot of like gimmicks to them but sometimes they work like legit like when was it two years ago uh kingdom hearts melody and memory came out yeah Right. And there was actually a VR game that came out recently that, oh, I'm blanking on the name, but it's like you literally walk around and shoot targets to a rhythm. It it actually looks so sick. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I'm like, if you were forgetting, I'm like, okay, it's obviously not Beat Saber because that's. Yeah, too, no, not Beat Saber. Too, I mean, too, Beat Saber's huge too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Rhythm games, like, there's so much potential. Like, some, like, like there's a, there's a horror um rhythm game called bumper oh which is, yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot of great yeah i know it because it was like uh back when sony's like hey here's like 10 free games for you to play over the pandemic and one of them's horizon zero dawn people went crazy because it's horizon zero dawn uh but bumper was one of those free games that they put out as well oh really i played the first level of it it's not bad it's definitely got scary vibes to it or very creepy vibes to it. Yeah. But yeah, when I remember playing it. Like I could tell it would get a lot harder in the later on levels, but I yes. felt like it took way too long to unlock it to get to that point. That's why I kind of like how clone hero is now too. Like you could literally just download something play it on whatever difficulty you feel suited you and not have to go through that like unlocking difficulty process yeah definitely i think back in the day when it first came out it worked well with like guitar hero and guitar hero 2 how like you had to play a story you know to unlock that kind of stuff but yeah making it the sole purpose to unlock higher difficulty i don't i don't like that vibe back to the question though as we still actually haven't answered it. Oh, <laughs> what was the question again? Favorite and least favorite songs to play on Cloud Hero. Ah, oh, let's see. Um, 
So I'd say my favorite chart to play is a uh, Black Ice by Pale Dusk. It's like a, I think they're Japanese metalcore. Yo, like okay, I'm gonna have to check them out because I listen to a lot of Japanese music. It's it's like really weird with like a lot of different uh, BPM transitions, um, speeding up and slowing down. And just like a lot of different styles thrown into it, but like playing it is just so fun. Just all. What did you say the group was again? Sorry, Pale Dusk. Pale one Dusk. word. It's a oh, lot of screaming. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> They're a very, very cool group. Okay. Interesting. I'll definitely need to check them out. Yes, and uh, least favorite. Uh, I gotta have to say through the fire and flames. It's either through the fire and flames or caravan. Like literally every new viewer that comes into like my stream or just like oh, you play fire rhythm, and flames. Yes. <laughs> play the play through the fire and flames. Play raining blood. Play caravan because I saw this one streamer play it, and now everyone knows what caravan is. I it's, don't know what caravan is. So caravan, um. You are you aware of the movie? There's a movie called Caravan, I believe. Uh, it's like a whole movie about um, this drummer progressing through. I don't really know exactly what the story is, but it's basically about a kid drummer. That's oh wait, like, oh wait, no, the only, it's, uh, I feel like it's a different one because I'm thinking Whiplash. Actually, that might be it. Oh, okay, I might have. Yeah, sorry, my brain is just. All over the place because I actually have not seen the movie, but I know it's actually from this movie. Oh, it might it might be Whiplash then. Yes, yes. It okay, is, for okay. sure. So yes, from Whiplash. Um, I I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if it's like the ending song, beginning song, or whatever. But yeah, it's just like if a it's huge the one drum I'm solo. Of, I think it's the uh, yeah, yeah, it's the ending song. Yeah, it's the yep. last song in Whiplash. Yeah, it's just a huge drum solo that's just like really dumb to chart, and it's like in the movie. Obviously, he's freestyling and not playing to a BPM, so it's just like it's really not fun. To I mean, I feel like it's it's a thing to do like a one and done of. I feel because then it's like I can say I've done it and I'm never touching it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go exactly. in the corner, Danganronpa, Ultra Spare Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, every new viewer that comes in from like, say, Asai streams or something like that, it's just like, play Caravan. I want to see you suffer. Suffer for me. <laughs> Suffer for me, please. I'll give you 100 bits. Oh, I wish. I would 100% do it for 100 bits. I'll sell out. Fuck it. <laughs> you, should, you should just make that one of your chat rules. For 100 bits, I will suffer for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have channel points for that kind of stuff exactly. Like, I think I have Play Caravan for a million channel points. Oh, let's let's go. It's time to save up. Yeah, time to lurk. Time to lurk in your streams and uh, <laughs> save up for caravan. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god. Um, what would you say? The music, a uh, thing that you've noticed that the streaming industry and the music industry have in common. Um. So it really depends, like, what kind of streamer you are. I would say because like you could be a streamer that's 
that's basically streaming for your band where like you're doing the music production uh you're doing like behind the scenes type stuff so it could be either one in one together or it could be completely separate and for me i feel like mine is completely separate for the most part but i do sprinkle in some of my band stuff like for um for my most of my alerts that i have they're actually songs for my band so that's how i kind of self-promote in that way without being like listen to my band please (laughs) (laughs) very different from me on twitch where the first thing i say is like hey guys have you listened to this week's podcast episode (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) But then again, like, this is my main thing. Like, I, I say that all the time on my Twitch. Like, the my podcast is my main thing. Like, Twitch streaming, while I am, like, an affiliate now and I can get paid on Twitch. Hey, let's I, go. I, 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 streaming is still secondary. Like, because I, I have a job. I have a pretty stable job, despite it being part-time. Like, but the part-time part lets me stream and do other things. But like the podcast is kind of what kicked off everything, and it's my main, my main, my main shtick. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly how you said it. Like, I'd say my band is my main thing, but there's like so much downtime when it comes to like writing the music and like actually setting up a marketing plan for like the next six months or so. That like, I kind of jump back and forth between my stream like trying to build up my brand more and like tying it with the band and like doing band marketing as well it's it's a juggle but i i wouldn't want to do anything else i bet do you have a plan for a tour uh i really want to but unfortunately like with my work schedule and stuff since i'm a bank teller like we have a pretty like strict schedule that like it's like a monday through friday type deal that eight hour days i can't even like like, an off the classic office job sort of thing exactly yeah like you can't even like switch out days with coworkers because we're all working (laughs) so it's like in order to take off days i would have to use pto so currently no but like come next year we would probably do like maybe a weekender tour or something like that or maybe tour around new england but i if you asked me this back in college or before college i would be like fuck yeah we're gonna tour the entire united states but like (laughs) (laughs) hey maybe hey it's still a possibility we could yeah but unfortunately with like me being an adult with bills now, I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hey, you could always live in a van. True. <laughs> oh, I, I could not survive in a yeah. van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, well, definitely. Hey, you guys performing, and I actually have the money and the time to fly down from good old Western Canada. I would definitely love to come see you guys. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> crossed country just to see the show that would be just to see the show yeah it'd be great it'd be (laughs) great i'd love to see it happen anything else you want to add before we head into the bonus level no i think we kind of touched on everything band related okay well then in that case it's time to start slowly wrapping things up here is this week's bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history Here's this week's bonus level. 
Starting off, we got the community corner where if you join the official Tony's Game Lounge Discord, which you can go to by heading to my Twitch channel and typing exclamation point Discord, you can join. It's easy as that. I don't even need to be streaming. You just got to get into my chat, which you can do on a PC, and you type it, and it should come up, hopefully. Otherwise, just wait till I'm streaming some random day. Or I might post it on, in a Twitter tweet one day. Who knows? Uh, but that's your best bet to get in. Uh, looking at the, And uh, you can submit your questions in the said Discord, uh, which is why I, I was promoting that. I almost lost my train of thought entirely on that rant. Uh, here, this week's uh, questions. We got one question this week. And it's from Actual Trash PhD. He has a doctorate in trash. What is the best part of Clone Hero? Oh, best part of Clone Hero? Hmm. That's actually a really hard question. It's a loaded question, too. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think it really depends um, which community you're kind of in. Because Clone Hero is in a weird state right now where, like, the guitar community and the drum community are, like, completely separate. Because, like, there's not a lot of customs that, like, are catered to both guitar and drums. So there's not a lot of stuff we can play together. So it's almost like our accomplishments and everything related to that game is in, like, completely separate communities. But I'd say, from my point of view, in the drum community, I'd say it's just the community itself, honestly. Because, like, we're just, like... A bunch of memers that just like love to drum so like and with like this huge community thanks to birdman that like with all these customs that we could play by like some of the best charters to ever make drum customs it just everything just feels endlessly fun there's never really an unfun time when you're playing clone hero i mean unless you're grinding for like a hundred percent or something sadistic like that (laughs) (laughs) i mean those people do exist yeah birdman is one of them i have been that guy for a couple other rhythm games uh wait especially when like i'm close to like a platinum of a game and i'm like ooh, get like 20 100 percent i can do that god yeah i used to be like that too back in the rock band days back when there were leaderboards that's one thing i really want clone hero to implement by the way leader doesn't have leaderboards that's no crazy there are third party leaderboards but um not the same not the same exactly i would be grinding for first places like every day after school that was my middle school and high school career <laughs> Just, that, that, that's a that's a good middle school career to have yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on to top five i'm still on the topic of drums but i'll also incorporate bass uh, just your top five video game, either drum or bass beats that you enjoy the oh, most. Oh, drum beats. I got my list ready for this one. Okay, let's let's hear it. Let's oh, hear it. Okay, number five, I'd say Tales of Symphonia Full Force. Ooh. Amazing drum line in that. Um, Number four would have to be Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness Battle Sim. Oh, yeah, the Battle Sim. Mm-hmm. 
Man, I forgot about that music. God, it's because it I mean, off. like the big thing about XD is the mirror B theme because that goes off. Oh, that too. Yeah, I I had to but pick yeah, between those. Yeah, the battle those, but... sim music is pretty good. I forgot about that entirely. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, number three, funny, funnily enough, Persona Three: Unavoidable Battles. Okay. Oh yeah. I yes, I do know that one um number two surprisingly i'm putting donkey kong country jungle hijinks donkey kong in number two most people would put it number one i'd say but i gotta say number one is uh from tales of vesperia and it's united oath if you haven't listened to that yet i really suggest looking it up i I, every time i listen to it i just can't help but bop Okay, I will definitely take a listen to that because I I need to dive into the Tales music because it's a it's really good and I really it's amazing. To, I, I need to dive into more of that music. Love that series. I've only played a little bit of Symphonia. Uh, that is top five. Moving on to this week in gaming history, here's what happened in the past for the week of February twenty first to twenty seventh. So on the 21st, 1986, Nintendo released The Legend of Zelda for the Famicom Disk System in Japan. On the 22nd, 2002, in Japan, Microsoft released the Xbox for 34,800 yen, roughly 263 American dollars. A special edition with a distinct color, adapter for HDTV video, and Dolby 5.1 audio and keychain, and a keychain, Signed by Bill Gates himself, was priced at 38,800 yen. And Bill Gates handed off the first Xbox sold to a single Atsushi Ishizaka. God, can you imagine getting consoles nowadays for 260 bucks? Bro. Can't imagine. I can No, it's. The times have changed in 20 years. Mm hmm. By 600 bucks. It's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. On the 23rd, 2010, Sony Computer Entertainment released Heavy Rain for the PlayStation 3 in North America. On the 24th, 2008, EA made a hostile bid of $2 billion for Take-Two Entertainment. On the 25th, 1989, in a TV show Friday the 13th, a Commodore P.E.T., Computer appears because there was like nothing else that happened that day. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. On the 26th, 1998, Sony released PlayStation memory cards in black, candy orange, cherry red, crystal, emerald, gray, island blue, and lemon yellow. All these colors and I still only got the black one. Yeah, Sorry. I think I only got. I think I have. Um, yeah, I only got the black ones for the. I I didn't have a PlayStation, but I had the black one for the cube. PlayStation memory cards sound dope. God damn, they were amazing. And if you hey, somebody could have a ring bill of memory cards, and we don't even know it. True. And lastly, on the twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six, Nintendo released Pocket Monsters Green and Pocket Monsters Red, also known as Pokemon, for the Super Game Boy in Japan. That is this sun. That's February twenty seventh. This is Pokemon's twenty sixth anniversary date. I don't know. It was that old? Holy! I mean, last year was their twenty fifth. They advertised that a lot, but uh, we kind of forgot about it. Honestly, 
Uh, the achievement of the week this week is in Horizon Forbidden West, which has reached the Daunt, uh, which is basically just reaching said area. They don't have very creative trophy names. But fun fact about this achievement, um, the first 288,000 people who do it, uh, Sony will be planting a tree because it's part of a like an initiative. Play and save or something like that. Basically, they're going to be planting a bunch of trees for people who get this trophy. Good incentive. Huge. Good incentive. And the game of the week is going to Elden Ring. People have been anticipating this game for years. And uh, it's looking good. Looking promising. And with that, Venom, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. It it this. was. It definitely was. Where can we find you on the internet? So... You can follow me on Twitch at VenomHG. You could follow my Twitter at VenomHG. And you could follow my Instagram at Venom underscore HG. Alrighty. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Tony and on... Oh my god, everything's falling. And on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Tony's Game Lounge, and of course on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge. Uh, we stream somewhat often, and we post highlights on all the other socials, except Twitter, because Twitter's being a bitch and not letting me post my highlights on Twitter. So check TikTok and Instagram for weekly highlights, because Twitter won't let me. Oh yeah, I forgot I got TikTok too. Venom HG. Perfect. <laughs> I gotta be <laughs> posting on there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, once again, Venom, thank you so much. This was a true blast, and uh, I definitely want to bring you back on down the line. Absolutely. Anytime, any day, I will be on. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. We will be back next week with a brand new episode right back here in the Game Lounge. Bye! Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.